Hi, my name is Soraya. And I'm Yasmin, and this is the Sauce Not Sauce Pod. Where two unapologetic sisters dismantle mental health stigma one conversation at a time. Wow, that was very um, <laughs> musical. I feel super inadequate now, so thanks. <laughs> hey. I thought I'd just make it, I like making this like little bits fun, you know, like different every time. That's true. And mm-hmm. I do vibe that. I yeah. do. It's a, it's a good, it's a good time. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so what's going on? How are you going? I have been really good. I'm currently on annual leave and Ow. it's my second day of three weeks mm. and I'm like, do it. What? The noise that you just made. Oh. Ow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have been enjoying myself so much. Like yesterday, I got so much done, stuff done for like the podcast. And yeah. this week, you know, I want to reboot like my YouTube stuff and work towards my goals within these three weeks. And yeah. Nice. Lots of fun. Nice. Lots of fun. I like it. Mm. How um, about you? I'm also on annual leave. <gasps> um, but for like an extra two days now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was like this weekend, I was like, look, I've got five days off so I'll do hella study and you know what I'll finish off the spring cleaning that I started in April um which wasn't spring <laughs> which was not spring um like every few months I go through get rid of stuff and um that's been three days I'm still not done I'm really tired why did I do this <laughs> I've done no study <laughs> it's going great so far but at least you look cute I try. Mm. I try. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So, Yasmin, today we are going to be talking about social media Ooh. and mental health. <gasps> wow. Because I think this is something, especially within our age group and younger, mm. which, like, there's a lot of, obviously, we're sort of like, you know, the tech age, we're yeah. the social media age. Um, yeah. And it's really interesting to see that uh, there's sort of a correlation between social media and mental health mm-hmm. issues. Yeah. Now, it could just be possibly be because, you know, more people are more open about it and talking about it on social media. Yeah, definitely. But it also could be that a lot of people, because they see other people's timelines, they start feeling depressed about their own lives. Yeah, sort of like what you talked about a few, in the mm. past few episodes, yeah. like the Instagram highlight mm. reel, seeing exactly. that, comparing it to their own lives. Exactly. Yeah. So, did some research around it, so that's what we're going to be discussing today. Ooh, research! Mm-hmm. Ooh, mm-hmm. we do good work here, guys. Yes, we do yes. good work. Yes, 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 we do. Okay, <laughs> so... Over 40% of females and 20% of boys from adolescents to young adults are using social media for more than three hours a day. Did you know that? I mean, no, but I'm actually kind of surprised that it's not more than that. I am too. Mm. But then you've got to think, like, if it's based upon, like, An teenagers average. and adolescents. they got schools. School. Yeah. It's about school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so three hours is still a lot because yeah, that that's pretty, pretty much, fair. like, their time, a lot of their time before and after school. And like that the entire downtime. Yeah. And that's, like, the average is more than three hours. So there are people who use it for more than that. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah, that makes sense, yeah. Um, so, social media, it allows us to connect with people all over the world, which can be a beneficial thing at a young age to find your tribe, even if you feel disconnected or can't relate to those in your immediate sphere. Yeah, exactly, it's yeah. so good. I've met so many friends on social media. Mm, and if that's the thing, like, social media is great because you do get to connect with those people, mm. um, people who have same interests as you, because yeah. sometimes, like, in your immediate sphere you might not have other people interested. Like, for me, I don't have that many friends that are interested in history. Yeah. Um, 
or art and stuff. Yeah. So a lot of those connections I have through social media. Yeah. Yeah. And here with like my food blog, I've met so many other people who enjoy taking 1700 photos of food before they eat it via Instagram. So that's been really helpful for me to be alongside like-minded people. Exactly. And so, however, Mm -hmm. studies have shown that there is an association between the amount of time spent on social media by this age group Mm -hmm. and signs of depression and anxiety. So studies from Canada show that daily social media use of over two hours was associated with psychological distress. Mm -hmm. And a study in the UK showed that 20%... 25% of females who use social media for three to five hours experience psychological distress compared to 50% of females who use social media for more than five hours a day showed psychological distress. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. yeah. Although these studies do specify that this also could mean um, that people who already have psychological issues may use social media it's like more. A, like a getaway sort of situation? Exactly, yeah. Okay. So... Um, why and like but they they also specify too but at the same time too there is still that correlation between more social media use mm. which can cause that now yeah why do they think some of our social media may increase mental health issues um one it disrupts sleep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um disrupts on your sleep yeah and makes you create poor sleeping patterns Yeah, they talk about that a lot, you know, like the blue light, turn off your phone an hour before you're about to go to sleep, stuff like that, because it has been shown to disrupt your sleep. Yeah, exactly. Um, And a lot of the time, too, people stay up late online on social media. Yeah. Um, And because, like you said, the blue light, it destroys your melatonin levels and your ability to produce this, um, produce melatonin, which is the chemical that helps you sleep. Yeah. Um, But studies show that majority of this age group use social media at night. Yeah, they would, because, again... They're at school, mm-hmm. they're chatting with their friends, they probably don't want to go to sleep, but it's also probably, like, if they're already, as you said, experiencing psychological distress, Yeah, they're probably not wanting to go to sleep. They're probably exactly. not escaping to this little world. That and and that's a thing, social media has become a, an escape. Like, I know from personal experience, like, I have had, and I'm still fighting it, an addiction to social media, like Instagram especially, and YouTube, yeah. because... That's how I distract myself. Yeah. I don't have to deal with my issues. I just distract myself. So maybe that's also another reason as to why people have, like, mental health issues because they're not dealing with those mental health issues because they're just... They're just escaping. Escaping, Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling away. And, you know, sometimes that's good, but when it's happening all the time and you're not dealing with anything, you're... Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Like, sometimes a distraction is good, but not when it becomes... Um, like your way of life to constantly be distracted from what's going on in your world because then nothing really can change. Yeah. Um, And also another reason why they believe it disrupts sleep too Mm. is because kids or like our age are staying up really, really late on their phone. Like I've spent some time staying up to like one o'clock in the morning on social media and not realising it because I just get so distracted and so like looking into stuff and watching stuff. Yeah. Um. And the other reason why that might be because is of FOMO. So the fear of missing out. Oh, FOMO. Yeah. So they're worried that they're going to like miss something on social media and then everyone's going to talk about it the next day and they're going to feel left out. Oh, precious babies. Yeah. But uh, like also going on to about the whole thing about increasing mental health issues with FOMO is that sometimes kids look at other people's Instagrams of people that they're friends with or that they know. Yeah. And they post stuff like, 
them going out together and they haven't been invited. Yeah, kids suck. Yeah, so that whole, like, leaving people out and all that sort of stuff too. Yeah. Um, People going, say, for example, to events and maybe this person didn't have enough money to pay for that event. Yeah. And so they feel like they've missed out on watching, like, all their friends have a really good time yeah. and they've missed out on that experience. Oh, and... that's, that, that's making me sad just hearing about it. I can't imagine just, like, a kid sitting there watching all the things that they couldn't go to or weren't invited to and just feeling like crap. Yeah, and, you know, like, especially with the um, uninviting stuff, kids are fucking cruel, like... Yes. And they sometimes do it on purpose to sort of, like... Because I, I have, like, fucking seen some kids who mm. purposely did not invite that person. And then put it all over social media. But not only that, tag that person in it. <gasps> you know what I mean? That's so wrong! Yeah. yeah, like, shit like that. But that's a bit of cyberbullying, but we'll get into that later. Okay, cool. Oh, we're getting into that now, because that's my next... Oh, oh wait, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's, okay. It's, it's a little while later. Jump to anyway. the gun. I dropped the gun. I just didn't read the other one. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Anyway. We're too excited yeah. about this. Next thing. Next topic. Body image issues. Yes, I was waiting for this. So that leads to body surveillance. So this is usually caused by people who follow Fitspiration accounts. I used to follow so yeah. many of those. Yeah. And it makes you feel shit about your body. Yeah. Because, and my 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 whole thing is, right, now these Fitspiration people, that's their fucking job. They train. Not just that, but like... A lot of those Fitspiration people, oh, a lot of people that I follow who are like, you know, fitness professionals, whether they're nutritionists or whatever, yeah, um, have actually come out of that Fitspiration thing and then have looked back at that time and be like, I had an eating disorder then. Yeah. And I was glorifying it in a way and making other people follow my mentality because I thought I could fix people like I wanted the um, these uh, situation to fix me. Yeah, and, and the thing is as well, these people have a whole team behind them yeah. of nutritionists yeah. and um, personal trainers, yeah. and they train like four hours a day. It's their job. What fucking person has time to fucking train <laughs> four hours a day? No one. No. So like Fitspiration, like I don't think they're also very honest about that either. No, absolutely not. And they always push yeah. fucking uh, diuretics. Yeah, there's uh, flat tummy teas. Yeah, fucking disgusting. Detox tea. Don't ever drink that. That actually ruins your fucking system. Yeah, it fucks it. Like, you just, if you just take a fucking laxative. Yeah. If that's what you want. That's what it is. It is laxative without saying that it's a fucking laxative. Yeah. And you don't have laxatives on a day-to-day basis. You only have laxatives when you're constipated. So if you're drinking that fucking tea... Yeah, you're going to fuck your system. You're going to fuck your system. Like, it's not healthy. Um, It's sort of... It's it's glorifying... It it does. It glorifies eating disorders. Yeah. Which is really, really disgusting, especially when it's presented to young girls. Oh, Who have no idea that there are just bodies that are different. Yeah, bodies just look and, and if you think about it, a lot of like the big influencers who are females, who are their main demographic is young females. Yeah, they always have flat stomachs. Yeah, I know. They always wearing crop tops to yeah. show off that flat stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, and because you know these young girls idolize them, they start doing thing a thing called body surveillance, where they look at every part of their body. Yeah. and and like feel shit about it. Hence, picking apart the little yeah. bits and pieces of their body. Hence yeah. why fucking plastic surgery has gone up. Yeah. Because, like, that's another body, like, image issue thing is mm. plastic surgery. How many, like, 
you go through your feed sometimes and it's like someone getting Botox, someone getting their fucking lips done, mm-hmm. someone like getting their lipo done yeah. and their nose done and all that shit. And then, you know, each their own, do yeah. what that, but constantly pushing that and promoting that stuff and making people feel like that. Yeah. Because I've seen like really fucking beautiful, stunning women, yeah. right? And they have been surrounded or they enter this world with all this Botox and fucking, and they, and, and nose jobs and they start doing it to themselves. Yeah. And they were already stunning to begin with. Yeah. And then they fuck their faces up. Yeah. I think like, the thing is as well though, like I think with plastic surgery in general, like I think some people do treat it as like makeup, like it's fun. I just want to do something different. It's my body, whatever. And that honestly, that is entirely fine. Yeah. It's, I think the I have problem tattoos. is... It's like body modifications. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. fine. I think the problem is is what the um, what the feeling is behind it, what the mentality is behind it. But also something that you mentioned to me last week was people like the Kardashians not just saying, like, I got my nose done or I got this, which they haven't, but you know what I mean. Like, I'm getting this done. It's, I've been to this doctor in this place. Go to him. He's the best. Yeah, exactly. It's it's promoting plastic surgery yeah, that's as difference. opposed to going, like, I wasn't really happy with how I look and I just changed it. Like, I wanted to look this way. This is the way that I wanted to look. This is how I imagine myself to be. Yeah. Um, And, like, you just see all these girls that are just like, oh, I have to have those blowjob lips, like, and getting, like, Botox and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, like, fillers and shit. And you're just like, but, like, you're pretty just the way you are. Yeah. And it's because, like, they do start doing that body surveillance thing of, like, you know... And it's, it's the same with, like, makeup as well. Like, you yeah. have to cover everything up. Yeah. Like... Contour the fuck out of your face. Contour the fuck out of your face. Yeah. Like, um, you always have to wear, like, you're a fucking professional makeup artist every yeah. day. And it's just like, one, that's not good for your skin. No. Two, I'm just going to the shops, mate. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to contour to go yeah. to the shops. And, like, you know, who has time to spend... Like, like that's the thing. Makeup artists don't say that it takes them three hours to fucking do that in the first place. Yeah. And, like, this is the thing. People have got a whole team behind them. This is the thing that I think is really hidden from younger girls on social mm. media is that a lot of what they see from people they're idolizing like the kardashians like um i really can't think of anyone else at the moment because they're the most prominent figure that people like younger girls tend to look up to they have nutritionists they have dietitians they have uh dermatologists they have skincare professionals they have makeup professionals they have everyone around them working around them on the clock they have professional photoshoppers they also have professional photoshoppers photoshop is a thing people yeah like and i think and even like people like like the Kardashians go, oh, this is my natural day. Bullshit! You're fucking photoshopped to the hilt, bitch. Yeah. Like, don't yeah. lie. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing that makes me really sad is that a lot of these people, like, also as well, like with the whole team behind them, it's the mm. same as like people like, oh, well, I don't have to try hard at school, or I don't because I can just become Instagram famous, or you know, Twitch famous, or YouTube famous, and yeah. it's just like, okay. At the same time, too, all those people, mm. they might not say this, but yeah. they went to fucking uni or they went to school. Got a marketing degree. A marketing degree and all that sort of shit, mm-hmm. right? Um, and they only got where they were because, one, they were lucky. Mm-hmm. Because either they met the right people that pushed them up. Yeah. Two, through really fucking hard work while working a second job at the mm-hmm. same time. Mm-hmm. Or three, had a fucking team behind them. Yeah. I mean, look, I've had an Instagram blog for the past, like, seven years, and I only hit a 1,000 followers recently because I actually started putting actual work, work into, into it. it. Yeah. It does not happen just, it, no. like, overnight. 
It just doesn't. And sometimes you get noticed by that one person that shares your thing, and it, like, and that's, that's what, what happens. Ha- what happens? Yeah. 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 Um, and that's the reality of it. But a lot of people on social media do not share that. Yeah. Or do not disclose that. Like, yeah. look at your James Charles, Charlie Demil, as a Charlie. Emilio. I have no fucking idea who you're no talking fuck. about. <laughs> but these fucking TikTok people and all that sort of stuff, they have teams behind them. Yeah, absolutely. That's why they're young and they have heaps of money. They didn't get there on their own. Yeah. They got there because people helped them out. Yeah. And that's the thing as well, like with these um, social media highlight reels like you were talking about, highlight reels when it comes to their body, their mm. lifestyles, like FOMO and shit like that, nine times out of ten, the thing that's behind those photos is a fuck ton of money. Yeah. You know, like, money used to promote this, money for these teams, hire this photographer, this lighting, this these products. Like, yeah. there's so much money there. And let's face it, like, young girls do not... Well, not young girls just in general. Young kids, right? Mm. Because boys suffer from this stuff as well. Yeah. Um, You know, you just don't have those resources and that money, and that's okay. You're allowed to be you, man. Well, look at Kendall Jenner. Like, look at all, all the Kardashians. They have... All their Instagram photos are done by professional photographers. Yeah, exactly. They don't fucking take those photos themselves. Yeah, exactly. Right? So that that's the issue. Like, with the highlight reel, you only see 0.05% of the person's life. Yeah. You only see 0.05% of the work behind, like, the work of that post. Yeah. The right? amount of effort put into it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I think the problem is is that, and, and also it's just like, we all want to be, like, we all want our existence to be validated, yeah? Absolutely. Right, and I think the problem is, is that our, people in our age group and adolescents think the only way that we can really get that these days is through social media, oh, through trips. likes and shit. Oh, and I think that's where you start losing sort of a bit of your sense of self. Yeah, absolutely. Because you'll be checking your likes, checking your engagement like straight away. Yeah. And being like, it's been half an hour. I only have like 17 likes. Yeah. And they're all from like my super closest friends, but I want validation from all these other people. Yeah. And on top of that too, you start noticing that they start changing things about themselves and becoming yeah. someone that they're not. So they start wearing fucking crop tops. They start showing a lot. Well, <laughs> no, but you wear high waisted jeans. I mean, like, like you know, start they wearing, start following the fashion, fashion of other Instagrammers. Yeah, they start um, following the makeup of other yeah. Instagrammers, the content. Yeah, um, the sort of like the dance moves, all that sort of stuff. Because I'm just gonna be honest right now, right? I am kind of like, and like this is the thing. Every woman has like autonomy to her body and stuff. Every but person. I think it's every person, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's highly inappropriate that uh, there's twelve year olds on Instagram and TikTok mm. in fucking barely nothing. Mm. Um, you know, like I sort of disagree, only because like I think. So no, you, this is a thing. So you think it's appropriate for a 12-year-old in lingerie to be fucking dancing on TikTok? You said lingerie. You were talking about crop tops before. No, 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 no. I'm talking about, like, showing nearly no, everything I mean, like, stuff. look, we don't want to sexualize children. Yeah, Absolutely that's the problem. Not. Yeah. Absolutely not, because they are children, they are vulnerable, and let's face it, it's not people their age who are sexualizing them. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem I have. I think, you know, kids are open to free will, um, expressing themselves however they see fit, mm-hmm. so long as they're not being taken advantage of, they're not being taken advantage of by people who are older than them and know 
have mm, which which you they see what are I'm saying yeah which they <laughs> I totally that's what I mean which yeah. they are because it's usually their parents that are pushing them like I like, like like stage moms yeah but it's not only that there's like I can't remember what their name was but there was like a a dad who was like pretty much like his daughter was like twelve and he was promoting her and pushing her to with these really sexualized fucking videos of her grinding and shit. Mm-hmm. Like that's the sort of stuff I mean. Like, yeah. Look, you do you do see that sometimes. I yeah. honestly, I don't like seeing that shit, so I scroll past it. I do too. Like, I just don't. Do you engage know what I mean? So it. I just don't engage with it. So I just don't but, really think about it. But Does that's that a sense. But that's a thing. That's why I start thinking it might. It starts getting a little bit dangerous in that sense because yeah. other people their age start watching that and going, "This yeah. is normal." Yeah. And I think also, like, it's dangerous for those kids as well because, like you yeah. said, there are stage parents out there that will push their kids mm. beyond. I mean, they had those, like, what, dance moms. Yeah. What was the other one with the beauty, the little beauty pageant kids with Honey Boo Boo? Oh, Boo-Boo? yeah. Um, oh, I don't even know. Fucking, I don't know. But oh, like, tears, uh, something tears and... Ah, toddlers and tiaras. tiaras toddlers yeah, and tiaras, tiaras, yeah. Where they were giving them, like, a fuck ton of sugar, practically yeah. coking them up yeah. to get on stage and be, like, these happy-go-lucky small children dolls, like... Mm. There are definitely people out there as well, which is why I think they, like social media can be dangerous to young kids when there's people around them that are supposed to be their support network yeah. pushing them to do these things that are unhealthy for them in the long run mm. because of get that engagement up, get yeah. those likes up, how many people have seen this video. And that's what I mean. They lose, start losing their sense of self because, yeah. you know, social media is great in the sense that you can connect with people who are like-minded and stuff. Yeah. But a lot of these kids, when they get into it, like I think they start feeling ashamed for like liking the things that they do yeah so they because they're not getting validated for liking those things oh yeah that's a toughie it's it's you know? so it's such a multifaceted issue because yeah. you know they're spending a lot of time on social media but maybe they'll make a friend mm. but then you know maybe they'll also think well my friends at home don't really like me so i have to do all these other things on social media to get people to like me so i have validation from everyone that is around me but then also my parents are pushing me to do these things so i get more tiktok followers yeah that's a lot. Mm-hmm. That that hurt my brain. It's too early in the morning. <laughs> yeah, but you, but you know you know what I mean. Like yeah. that's when they start losing their sense of self because they're pretty much driving their personality or who they are mm. by to fit the Instagram algorithm to what people like. Yeah, and that is not healthy because they don't actually know in the end who the fuck they are because they're such formative years. Yeah. You know, and, and that's a thing, like, I, I, and I'm, this is how, why I'm talking about it, because I'm talking about it by personal experience. Yeah. Right? Because I want to be, I want to be successful with my art and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I felt like I had to be like these other artists on Instagram who have heaps of followers and trying to do as much engagement as them. Yeah. But guess what? You don't my, have the time. <laughs> it's not that I don't have the time, it's more that that's not my... That is not my experience with art. Like, art yeah. for me... Like, it started feeling, like, really forced. Yeah. And then I stopped becoming creative because yeah. I was trying to force myself to be something that I'm not. Yeah. You know? I was trying to force myself being neurotypical when I'm not. Yeah. I'm fucking... Like, I have autism, so... Yeah. But even, like, as someone like myself who's neurotypical, like, like I said, I have a food blog. It's on Instagram. And, you know... For a really long time, it was a hobby until someone was like, you should make a thing out of this. It's actually pretty good. So I was like, okay. And I pushed myself like to the edge, like every single day, posting, 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 posting to the point where I just didn't want to fucking do it anymore. 
So I took like, I think it was like three months of a break. And then I was like, okay, I want to keep doing this, but I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. So I don't post every fucking day. I do not have the time. I have a full-time job and like, honestly, not enough money to go out eating every single damn day. Yeah. I was able to take that time and just like, and pull myself out of a funk and stopping myself from comparing myself to other people. But that's because I have a good support network mm. and a good sense of like what my limits are. Yeah. And young kids don't have that information. No. They just don't because they don't know who they are. They don't know what their limits are. They're constantly aligning themselves with what other people say and what they're told to do. Yeah. Parents, friends, social media, influencers, teachers, exactly. all that sort of jazz. Exactly. So, yeah, that's, that's like, one thing that I find really sad. And, and like I said, it, I, I've experienced it, too, where I believe I have to be a certain way when mm. I'm just, like, I need to... S- I'm not looking at social media anymore as, uh, like, the be-all and end-all. Yeah. I'm using it as a tool to yeah. show my stuff. If people exactly. engage with it, awesome. If they don't, that's fine. That's fine. This is just a portfolio or, like, a place for me to express, like, my feelings and thoughts on stuff. Yeah. And not everyone's going to like it, and that's fine. Yeah. But I'm not going to base my creativity anymore mm. and how I conduct myself based upon likes. Yay! Yeah. Of so you know. Of anyway, continuing <laughs> on. So other reasons why social media may um, increase mental health issues is cyberbullying. So we're going back to cyberbullying. Sure. I'm so surprised. Mm-hmm. Cyberbullies? Never heard of them. Yeah. So seventy-two <laughs> percent of people in this age range have experienced cyberbullying. Yeah, which that's is not surprising. Intense. Yeah. And this is really fucked up. Cyberbullying is more associated with suicide attempts than bullying face-to-face. Yeah, totally, because cyberbullying is relentless. It hits you in your own home. You have no safe space. Yeah, and that's the thing, because as people can't get away from cyberbullying as they can get away from a face-to-face bully. They yeah. can just walk away. Or punch them in the face. Punch them in the face. <laughs> as we were taught to you know? do. <laughs> um, and, you know, uh, the keyboard warriors is a thing. Like, you have... Yeah. Like, a person will never, ever say to your face, kill yourself. But yeah, a fucking won't. But a fucking keyboard warrior would. Yeah. Like, someone behind an anonymous name and all that sort of shit mm. will tell you to kill yourself. Oh, someone tried, like, to cyberbully me. Someone that, one of our cousin's um, sort of internet friends from gaming started replying to all my comments on his photos with dumb shit, like, oh, but you look hot and stuff like that. I'm like, it's not cyberbullying, but I'm just like, please stop invading my personal space. I know this is the internet, mm-hmm. but who the fuck do you think you are? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, and that's and that's the issue because it just does not, does not stop yeah and there is not many policies behind that like we're still fighting for those sort of policies where yeah i'm sorry schools need to start expelling students if they are caught doing cyberbullying. absolutely i'm sorry a detention or a suspension is not good enough you need to teach these fucking kids a fucking lesson because even sometimes they don't do that because it happens outside of school time mm-hmm. unless it happens on like school property like they're using the school ipads yeah. or whatever they can't, they don't really have much. Yeah, because, but that's because there's legislation around that to say yeah, that they can't do anything about it because it's not happening. I know, school property. it's a government thing for and, sure. And to me, it should be a thing like if a student is cyberbullying another student, even outside of school, yeah. they should be held accountable. Because it's within the school community. Because unfortunately, a lot of parents do not fucking manage that. Yeah, no. How many stories have we heard from, you know, mum where yeah. kids have cyberbullied, right? Yeah, so many. And like the parents of the cyberbullies 
just go, well, kids will be kids, or like, you boys know, will be boys. they just don't like them, and it's just like, well, that doesn't give you them an excuse. You can't force them to be friends with yeah, someone they, they don't, don't like. like. It's like, yeah, but at the same time, too, they shouldn't be going out of their way to cyber bully someone. No, absolutely not. And it just, it, it, it that internet interface mm. gives people this, like, power. I don't know where it comes from. Um, put it back where it came from, because. Yeah this power to just say whatever the fuck they want to people that they don't even know. And it's fucked up. Like, what makes you think it's okay yeah, like, to uh, mentally destroy someone? Because they don't think about that. They think mm. about how they feel in the moment. Oh, this will be funny. Oh, this will be a laugh. Because they can't see the person's reaction. Yeah. You can't. You just see your words on a screen and someone going offline. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, you would never say that to someone's face because you would see how that hurts someone. Mm. Fucked. Yeah, it is fucked. Um, and, yeah, I just think that more stuff should be done around that and prevent, mm. like, young kids being subjected to this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that also comes down to the parents too. I think parents need to start stop shoving their kids in front of a fucking computer yeah. or have computers in their rooms. Like, we weren't allowed to have... We had one computer. It sat in front of the kitchen table. Mm-hmm. We had it had no internet on it, no internet. No, but when it did, we still had to sit in front of that like thing. Yeah, because mum was it using was... it the internet for uni. Yeah. yeah, but we, like, I didn't get my own computer until I was fifteen, and I got mine when I was eleven, twelve, twelve. Yeah, when I was twelve, for the school. Which, yeah, because they for- like school forced that. But also, mum bought you a laptop for uni, so she felt bad and thought she had to buy me a laptop. No, I bought my laptop. No, the first ones. Remember the white clunky ones? Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That, that anyway, another point. Yeah. When we were growing up, when we were in our formative years and we were living in a different um, house, we had one computer. It had some uni, some um, internet on it because mum was at uni. Mm. Um, very low-level shit, like that broadband where you couldn't call up yeah. someone at the same time. But it was in front of the computer, um, in front of the kitchen table, and we did not have access to the internet. Yeah, I didn't even know what the fuck the internet was. But on top of that too, I think parents need to do, instead of like letting their kids be shut up in their room, yeah. they need to have their kids with their fucking laptops at the kitchen table Yeah. or in general zones. Yeah. And then at night, like... Turn the Wi-Fi off. Turn the... like turn, well, Not even that. Just take their laptops. That too. Take their laptops, take their phone and just put it away and they can have it back in the morning. A kid doesn't not need their mobile phone yeah. at night. <laughs> yeah, they really don't. And I mean, like, look, I know there's a lot of parents who are just like, this is policing and I want my child... Like, okay, sure, fair enough, but you need to t- teach a child to set up healthy boundaries when it comes to their emotional well-being. Yeah, and if they, if a parent goes, because, like, um, I've been reading a book by Glennon Doyle called Untamed, which is amazing, mm. um, and she did, a, like, a little short essay in there about her son with social media. Yeah. And she said to him, like, I feel like we're losing you because all the things that you used to do, like, be creative before you now focus all that time now onto your phone. Yeah. And she's just like, you know, we shouldn't be teaching our kids that uh, we should follow what everyone else is doing. Yeah. Because some people, kids, like parents will go, oh, but, you know, our kids will miss out because, you know, they, it's like, who cares? So? Teach these kids to be independent. Like, you're not you're, you're teaching these kids to follow the crowd and do whatever the crowd yeah. says, and that's not healthy. Your kids might make, might miss out on this, but yeah. they might gain something even better. Exactly. Um, and so what this leads to a lot of the time with kids is addiction. Yeah. Social media addiction. And yeah. it is a thing. So, and when there's, it's taken away from them, mm. 
they can have the same withdrawal symptoms as those with people with alcohol and drug withdrawals. Yeah. Which is fucked. Like, such as insomnia and depression and a fixed obsession to want to check. Like, like, like that, you know, that itchiness. Like, some alcoholics, like, they have to drink. They have to, like, because they're constantly got thinking about the whole, like, thinking about, like, their what's social happening media. Their what's going on? It's like, what's going on? Why am I missing out? Like, you know? And that's what it lead, leads to. They have the same withdrawal oh. symptoms. Wow. Yeah. That's, like, I knew it was bad. Like, I knew kids could get, like, a little bit rowdy. Mm. Um, when you take the technology away, but wow. It's like the same as taking, like, you know, an alcoholic's alcohol away. Fucked. Yeah. Fucked. So maybe, like, it's it's really a fucked up thing to think, but maybe we need to have, like, sort of social media detox centers and stuff like that with kids who are obsessed with social media and shit. Like, that's the, that's the fucked up reality that we've become so, so obsessed yeah. with social media. And, like, this is a thing. Um, social media, constantly living in this social media world, mm. you disconnect from reality. Yeah, that's true. Like, this is, like, the amazing thing about life is that it's ever-changing and it's sometimes fucked up, but it's beautiful and magical at the same time. Yeah. And the problem is these kids are looking at just the magical. Yeah, and, like, look... We've said it all the time, like, there's so much strength in being vulnerable, mm-hmm. and you don't really see that. You see the final product always. You never see mm. the hard work, the disappointments, the mistakes. Like, people make mistakes. Exactly. You just don't see it because why would you follow people on social... I mean, look, I follow people on social media who are so open about mistakes they make and, you know, just being themselves, body positive, like, doing their own thing, mm-hmm. like, not giving a shit about anyone else. I love that. I love that I have those people on my social media and it also makes it really easy for me to turn off social media because I see people who are just normal. So I'm like, mm, okay, I'm going to live my normal life. Exactly. Um, so ways to deal with social media and safeguard your mental health. Okay, right? hit me. So first, designate a turn off time. Yes. This is a time in which after you do not check your phone. Yes. Right? Yes. I so that. I think like that's a good way to be like, okay, I'm giving myself to 8 o'clock mm-hmm. after that. I'm not checking my phone. I'm not engaging with it. I'll do other stuff like read yeah. or do whatever. Something that – and, like, that's a problem. Like, a lot of people aren't natural readers or, mm. you know, or any of that stuff. So I think, like, they use social media as a way to wind, wind down. down. Shouldn't do that. Yeah, I've started watching uh, – this is not. This is probably not better, but I have started turning my phone – like onto silent mode, mm. uh, bedtime mode. We have on the iPhone. Yeah. I think Android has something where it just shuts so all your apps. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I watch a TV show before I go to sleep in the dark in a different no. room to my room. But that's okay. But that's okay. Yeah. No. No. Okay. I'm like, cause that, you're not engaging in social media. True. I'm just sort of like winding there because I don't read yeah. a lot. And and that's the thing. That's like also an, like another way. It's the same as reading though. Yeah. Watching TV is the same as reading. Okay. You know, you're not engaging with other people or yeah. looking at other people. You're just watching a T TV show, right? Yeah. No, I like that. Cool. Um, have a phone free day. Select a day in the <gasps> week. Those. Mm-hmm. Where you don't touch your phone, you don't look at your phone, you don't engage with it. Yeah. Uh, and you just take that day to have time to yourself. Yeah. Do things for yourself, mm-hmm. self care, and all that sort of stuff. Even if it's not like the whole day, even mm. if it's just like a few hours, I do that all the time. But the thing is, you can start off. You can start off with like three days, uh, three hours here, three hours there. Yeah. You know, um, and then eventually build up to a 
bone free day because yeah. you know yes you could go cold turkey which some people do but at the same time too cold turkey even as an addict that doesn't actually help no. so <laughs> um follow people who inspire you and lift you up instead of people who make make you feel shit about yourself cannot recommend more so i like i said mentioned a while ago in the podcast that i've been i pretty much went through my uh instagram social media and unfollowed everyone mm-hmm. who was either too drama mm-hmm. focused uh who um made me feel shit about not being like feel, made me feel shit about myself yeah um and instead i have now followed people who pretty much spend their entire time lifting up other women yeah like you know unfollowing people who are super competitive and drag people down i've like completely unfollowed them yeah like bashing people just to make you feel good about yourself yeah not a vibe for me yeah um also people who align with my morals and my values yeah um i in this past year have really um focused on that and realized that i need i want to live my life to my morals and my values yeah, absolutely. and I don't want to engage like I you know obviously you're going to have that discourse with people but like I'm face not, to face face to face but I'm not going to engage in that yeah well, you like, don't think like social media is like your own little world so yeah you exactly have every right to create it in a way yeah. that makes you feel good yeah and you know I follow people who make me want to it's not like make me want to be better that I degrade myself it's more like um, find what my strengths are and yeah. use those strengths to lift me up and achieve the things that I want to achieve and make me realize yeah. that my, like, and this is another Glennon Doyle quote, cause I love her. I'm <laughs> obsessed with her at the moment. Um, <laughs> she's like, we're pioneer women. Yeah. Every woman out there, every man out there is a pioneer person. Yeah. We are walking our lives as a pioneer person. That means that no one else has walked the path that we have. Absolutely. I I mean, not that quote directly, but I try really hard to live my life by that sort of mentality. Yeah, yeah because it's totally true. Like, no one else is going to live your life. Just do it the best yeah. way that makes you feel good. And that's the thing. The whole sense of self bit is that we mm. need to start living our lives like how we live it, not based upon what we see someone else doing on social media. Yeah, and also, like, when it comes to social media, just because it works for that person doesn't mean it works mm-hmm. for you. A lot of time when it comes to, like, these social media influencers, it's because, you know, they get seen because they've done something different. Mm -hmm. And you're only going to be able to do something different if you're doing you. Yeah. And I've started to realise, too, because, like, with my autism and stuff, I, face-to-face interactions, I find very, very difficult. Yeah. Um, Like, I find them quite draining and stuff because I feel like I have to mask or put on a facade that I'm not the person that I really am. Yeah. Um, And, like, engage with people that I don't want to engage with. Mm -hmm. Social media, I'm now looking at it as a tool to engage with people, put mm-hmm. myself out there and show myself. Yeah. And I can choose who I engage with and who I don't engage with. Exactly. So, and that's the whole thing. Don't engage with people mm-hmm. who cyberbully you. Just block them. Don't even, like, yeah. don't even comment back, don't clap back. It's not worth your time. It's not worth your energy. Yeah. And honestly, like, you win if you don't engage. And, like, yeah. I know it's always easier said than done. I know, mm-hmm. like, I mean, it's happened to me beforehand where people create new accounts to, you know, antagonize mm-hmm. you with. Just keep blocking. Just keep yeah. blocking. And honestly, like, don't keep it to yourself. Talk to someone around you and be like, this is what's happening to me on social media. Yeah. I'm blocking the accounts. Can you support me in any way? Yeah. And, like, 
there's a difference between between cyberbullying and constructive criticism and tr like um between trolls and construct constructive criticism which we will talk about at a later episode yes i'm excited for that um but yeah so that's pretty much how to deal with social media and hopefully like you know Mm. live a more fulfilled life and live in reality and not be disconnected anymore from reality yeah and like like we said beforehand like social media is your own little world created in a way that you know makes you feel comfortable and safe and happy and don't worry about what people might say like there are people that i engage with on a day-to-day -day basis that i've unfollowed on social media mm. it took me a while to do it because i'd be like oh you know what are they gonna say like they're gonna like approach me about it but then i thought no fuck it like this is my own time this is my own life you don't owe anyone a fucking follow you don't owe anyone a follow <laughs> you don't owe anyone a single thing and sometimes you don't even owe people an explanation if yeah. you're safeguarding yourself and being like look i'm gonna unfollow these people on social media they're not good for my emotional health mm. like you don't owe them an explanation if they come to you like, oh, you want to follow me? Yep. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yep. <laughs> yep. I just didn't want to see what you were posting on social media if you have to. Or you just go, I just don't agree with what you're, so you're posting on social media or you never post, so I just didn't bother. Exactly. <laughs> cool. So what was your self-care thing this week, Yazzie? I thought it was going to be cleaning, but turns out that's been very stressful. Okay. <laughs> Um, it will feel good after you finish it though. I did. I got a bought a record player. I've been meaning to buy one for Ooh. a very long time. Um, and I finally got into mum and dad's vinyls and I have been playing mum's Fleetwood Mac rumors album on motherfucking repeat. And honestly, just slip and repeat, just slip and repeat. Literally. <laughs> and honestly, it has been such a great experience. Also because mum always comes in and she goes, oh, you like my album? And she has a little boogie and then she leaves. <laughs> and I'm like, this is great. This is a good oh, time. Oh, that's so cute. I love mum. Yeah. So the cleaning has been stressful, but having that music playing and like mm. reconnecting with mum's youth yeah. has been a good time. What about you? Well, uh, like I said before, I've been really obsessed with Glennon Doyle at the moment. So I've been reading her book Untamed and it's one of the best books I've ever, like, I've read about, like, personal growth and stuff. And mm. to me, it's like after my uh, preliminary diagnosis with autism, which mm. I've already been told by a psychiatrist is not going to change, Yeah, um, <laughs> is that it was a perfect book to read. At this time oh good so it's making me feel all warm and fuzzy i've had like sort of been a lot less unapologetic uh, a, a lot less apologetic about who i am yeah i know i said the wrong word it's early <laughs> words know, are hard i know i know um <laughs> and yeah it's just an amazing book and there's a part in there where she's just like take your take a time and write down what you see as your most beautiful life Oh, I what love is your most beautiful life for you? Yeah. And I did that yesterday and that was just such a good experience because I got a bit emotional and I cried a little bit Aww. and I'm just like and she says like don't use this as like it's a pipe dream, mm. use this as a um call to action. I like that. So I kind of want to do something like write it out and get it printed out on like nice paper and frame it. Oh. So whenever I feel, I'm hanging it in my study somewhere mm -hmm. and whenever I'm feeling a bit disheartened and all that, just like about like whatever's going on, read that mm -hmm. and be fired up again. Like, yes, this is like my purpose and this is how I see my life being. So yeah. That's so awesome. Mm. Aww. 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 Oh, look at us. So cute. So cute. What a nice way to end this um, honestly, quite mind-boggling um, episode. Yes. Because I think social media is something that we all use and we just don't 
think about it critically enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just like we're just going, we're just going with it. We're just going with it blind. Yeah. We're going, we're going, we're traveling on a fucking boat in the middle of nowhere on an ocean without a fucking map. But a phone. Yeah. And without a compass. But a phone. With no GPS. But Instagram though, right? We got Instagram, right? Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. I said listen instead of watching. Oh my god! It only took us, what is this, like the ninth episode? Yeah, progress. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, guys. Um, as you know, you can listen to our podcast on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcast, iTunes, Overcast, and more, I think. Um, but those are the main ones. Just Google us, you know. Yeah. Just give us a Google. Um, wherever you listen to podcasts, guys, you can find us. That's what they always say on the fancy podcast episodes. Oh, oh. <laughs> wherever you listen to podcasts, that's where you'll find us. Very essential. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at SozNotSozPod. So that's S-O-Z-N-O-T-S-O-Z-P-O-D on Insta. And if you add an at gmail.com, you can chuck us an email. Yes. Fun times. Fun times. All right. So thanks for listening, guys. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.